Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Mike Husson, welcome to today's call. Today is Tuesday, the 11th of December. We're winding down this month, but we're still not there yet. So keep at it, keep working, keep moving forward. As at the end of the day, there is very, very little competition right now in the marketplace. You probably have recognized it in your offices. Fewer and fewer people showing up. Oh, my gosh, it's Christmas. It's the holiday. People aren't working. People aren't buying. People aren't selling. Yep, the mortgages keep going on. The car payments keep coming in. The insurance still must go forward. The lights must stay on. The cell phones must remain connected along with the Internet and Facebook. But yet, your competition, wow, they cease to operate. But you, you're different. So you're going to continue to work, right? Good for you. So, again, I'm going to remind you guys until... I decided I'm not going to remind you anymore. Get those business plans done. Get them complete. Get them to your brokers, your managers, your coaches, your trainers, whatever the case might be. But get those business plans complete and continue working your business. Okay? You've got time for the holidays. You're going to spend some great time unless you're otherwise out of town on vacation, coming around the corner soon, which I know a couple of people are. In the meantime, keep working. It's good for you. It's good for the health. And minimally, you're going to build some good momentum into 2019, January and February coming around the corner. So let's make it happen. Okay, so today I want to go through um, something that I've been putting together for a period of time here. And um, I'm calling it buyer profile blending. Uh, and it's really more of an understanding. You know, there's a... Um, a philosophy we talked about this a while back on the buyer on, on personality styles, which is from versatile selling and Larry Wilson, who put that together many many years ago, and it's the four quadrant: the driver, the analytical, the expressive, and the amiable. And uh, great uh, quadrants. I love them. I worked with them. I've also worked with DISC and a couple other ones, but um, those they have been very foundational understanding uh, some different styles and personalities. But today, albeit I'm going to similarly talk about the same thing, I want to give you something that I've been putting together in really ways to get appointments and obtaining appointments from different types of buying styles, which is a difference Almost the same, but it's a bit different. So I'm going to go through a list, and if I don't complete them today, I'll for sure do it tomorrow. But uh, my goal today is to make sure that I go through this, and I'll probably go through the list today and expand on it tomorrow just to give a little bit more depth and breadth to this whole process. Because, guys, this is a really important area of your ability to really align with people, Okay, not just understanding uh, personality styles, which is important, but this really understands the buying styles, the, the styles of which people um, make decisions, or better yet, how you can communicate with them based on certain things. And I'm going to go through the list here uh, in a second. So the goal here, guys, is to really understand how do you make successful presentation presentations with people so your message is received and understood by your prospects. Okay, keep in mind for this to be effective and to happen effectively, you must reach a common ground of understanding as I wrote here. Your prospect must be receptive to your message or what's going to happen? Nothing. There's not going to be any type of sale. 
So as I put this together, profile, a buyer profile blending is a system that blends your own personality style, which is not necessarily the same as the customer's, and blends the two together. All right. So when blending is attained, in other words, when you get the connection going on, meaningful messages can be more easily transmitted between the buyer and you. Okay, the buyer and you. Now, I want to clear the air just real quick. And when I say the word buyer, I'm talking about a person who is on the other side of the table, whether it's a seller selling their home or a buyer buying a home. It's a person that is buying through you. You're the conduit. You're the person involved. So I just want to clear the air here. So when I'm, not, I'm using this interchangeably. So I might not say seller, but when I say buyer, it is somebody that is working with you, whether they're going to buy a home, sell a home, or whatever the case might be. And, um, and so that's what I, w- I want to clear the air. So here's what I want you to do as you go through this. I want you to obviously come back, listen to this recording again and again. And I'm pretty adamant about this, guys. You hear me saying this day in and day out, go back to these recordings, you're probably going, oh, Mike, I'm overwhelmed with all these recordings. Guys, they're only 15 minutes long, but they're a lifetime, it's a lifetime of information here. And, and really, at the end of the day, um, if you just take the 15, maybe you'd listen to the audio for 15 minutes, and you sit down for another 15 minutes and evaluate it. Listen, every day for 30 minutes, it's a well, uh, it's well, It's a great use of your time. Let me say it that way to keep it simple here. It's a great use of your time, so keep that in mind as you process this whole situation out for yourself. So let's get into this, and hopefully I'll get through this whole list today because it is rather extensive. Um, Not overwhelming, but it's extensive, and hopefully we'll get through it. So I'm going to go through that right now. So let's first of all go through the list, okay? There's uh, different styles out there and different types of buying styles. First of all, we got the know-it-all. We got the open-minded buyer. We got the individual buyer. We got the fence sitter buyer. We got the shy buyer. We got the, you've heard this before, the analytical buyer. We got the stubborn buyer. We got the complainer. We got the price buyer. We got the emotional buyer. And then we've got the bully buyer. So let's go through the list. And I'm going to start from the top knowing uh, with the know-it-all buyer that we're typically dealing with. Now, the know-it-all buyer has a picture of him or herself as an expert in the buying situation. They know it all. They like to give the impression that he or she knows everything about your product, your service. Okay? They already know it. FISBO is a great example of the person who would typically be in this type of a situation, what we call the know-it-all buyer. So let's look at, I'm going to talk about some of the points about the know-it-all buyer and what they will do and how they will react or, or communicate. And then what we want to do is, and then we're going to come back with ways to deal with them. Okay, so what they do, and then how do you deal with them. So the first thing is they know everything. This is what their profile is. They know everything about your business. Okay? They bombard you with questions about your business. They dodge your information. Oh, we don't really need it. Don't have any room for it. I don't need any more of it. Okay? They interrupt you frequently. In other words, they talk over what you might be trying to either 
discuss with them or present to them. They stop the conversations that you're having with them abruptly, meaning that, well, you know, listen, I appreciate your ideas, but my ideas, I know more than you. That's their attitude. They pay little attention to what you're saying, so they're very aloof. They're very standoffish when you're having conversations with them. They might nod just out of respect for some reasons, but fundamentally, they're not really listening to them. So how do you work with these folks? You've got to reassure them that you, that just reassure them uh, that they are the expert, okay, and which is okay. So how do you do that? Well, listen carefully to their comments. Build ego with ego-building statements, okay? Good for you. Congratulations. Sounds like you've done a lot of work. Sounds like you've studied the market. You really understand it. Excellent. Build their ego up. Arouse their curiosity in the interview. And again, when, you're, when I'm talking interview, I'm typically circling around the pre-qualifying process, which is very much an interview anyway. Whether you're working with a buyer or you're working with a seller, it's very much typically in that arena of your script to set your appointments and then your interview process or your qualification process, which thus leads to an actual face-to-face appointment. All right? Hope that makes sense. So the last thing here with the know-it-all buyer and how to respond with them, build suspense for your idea or your product. Whatever you're, whatever you're presenting to them, build suspense. Well, you know, I've got 20 things that we do to market a home. Oh, that's exciting. What are they? Well, when we get together, I just need 15 minutes to show it to you. Well, can you tell me about it now? You know what? Actually, I'd love to tell you about it, but frankly, I'd rather show it to you. Would today at 4 be good or later at 5 be better? So carry it on. Hold it in your pocket a little bit. A little suspense will kind of keep them intrigued because now they want to see, does this person really know more than me. Let's work on the next one, the profile of the open-minded buyer. The open-minded buyer guys will be courteous and friendly. They're going to ask questions pertaining to your presentations, your offers, your dialogues. They're going to listen very carefully to what you're offering, whether it's a benefit or a service, whatever the case might be. They're going to offer sincere objections. In other words, they're not going to just arbitrarily throw them out there very typically. If they're not interested in your idea, they're going to tell you. Okay, They're going to tell you that it's not going to benefit them or they're not interested. But they're going to give you the sincerity of that when they're open-minded, okay? They, they, um, be interest, they will be interested in your idea if it appeals to them. This is great with open-minded buyers, and they will grant an interview. They'll give you the interview if it is earned, okay? And I believe most interviews, most appointments are granted when you interact, you ask great questions, you follow your processes, and you stay on track with them. And very typically, if you're working with an open-minded buyer, and you can generally tell by asking questions, most of all of these things anyway, you're going to start to hear how these people respond, and then you're going to be able to interact with them at a higher level because you've asked the questions. Again, when you earn the inter- when you earn your appointment, it's going to be because you have done your job. So act and talk, act and talk the way they do. Okay, very important with open-minded buyers that you act and talk the way they do. In other words, point one, we want to talk with the prospect uh, in a friendly manner because open-minded buyers are typically friendly. Answer their questions courteously and over 
to overcome their objections, okay? Answer them courteously to overcome their objections. Don't, when somebody says, what are you going to do to sell my home, to say, well, we'll talk about that when we get together. You could go that route. That might not be a, sometimes not a bad situation, not a bad thing to do. However, I'm not in that vein. When somebody asks me a question, I'm going to give them an answer. Now, it might, be, not, might not be a fully direct answer because I think they need to know more information in order for me to, uh, to validate my response to them. But I'm going to give them a taste. Again, that suspension, uh, that suspenseful idea as I did with the know-it-all person, right? So they're going to say, what are you going to do to sell my home? Well, you know, I have a plan that I work, and it's a very specific plan. I'd love to sit down with you and go over with you point by point exactly what it is. Now, if they say, well, what exactly is on that plan? Okay, open-minded buyers will probably go that route. Well, you know, Bob, that's a great question. And, you know, it's a very proactive plan. And I, I know for sure that once you see it, you're going to really appreciate it. And I'll go over those points when we get together. Can we meet today at 4 or would 5 o'clock be better? You with me, guys? Hope that makes sense. And then don't underestimate, guys, the open-minded buyer. They're, although they're very nice and sweet, just be cautious, not in a bad way, just more, just keep your eyes open because they could catch you if you don't follow through with how they think and how they act. Let's now talk about the individualistic buyer so we can really understand that, okay? The individualistic buyer is a person who might refuse typically to give you an appointment quickly. They give reasons sometimes for their actions in an abrupt manner, okay? Well, I'm not interested. They'll give you an abrupt response. Talk, they'll talk a lot about themselves or herself, okay, him or herself, or they think about themselves a lot, okay? They'll talk about themselves a lot, or they will uh, think about themselves a lot. They talk about their business and their interests. Really, it's about them and their world. All right. They will not listen to you attentively. So they'll be kind of standoffish with you. They'll be looking. You watch their eye movement, typically their body language. Sometimes their response is, uh, yeah, and then their body will move in a different direction, not looking or listening to you attentively. Now, you can pretty much, if you work the phone a lot, you can see this happening and you could feel this happening. Uh, but most of the time, it's better if you're obviously face-to-face -face with people to get a real good idea what this might look like, okay? Um, they're not going to promise to buy with you often and say that they will look at your plan, all right, and take a look at what you have to show. So send me some information, what you might get from them, but they're not going to make a commitment to you. They're going to be held off by making that commitment to you. Then what we want to do, so those are some of the points about this individualistic buyer. So what is our goal here? Let them sell themselves. Let them sell themselves. So how do we do that? Build their ego with deference transitions or ego-building statements. You know what? You think about it. I know you make decisions like this often, or you seem like a smart person. What do you think might be what we could do? In other words, get their opinion could be a great way to let them sell themselves. Okay. The next thing is ask questions that will stimulate their thinking. 
again, questions, guys, a lot of this stuff just comes back to questions so we can get to know these people. But again, with this particular individual, this particular buyer, this individualistic buying mindset or profile, ask the questions that will stimulate their thinking and then listen attentively, but don't interrupt them. Let them finish their statements. Okay, don't interrupt them, let them finish. An appeal to their individuality. Appeal to their individuality. So guys, listen, I would really love to go through this all today. Um, what we have now, we've got remaining probably not much time left. So what I'm going to do is pop this again to you tomorrow. Let's complete it. Let's be thorough with it because, again, this is a very important distinction when it comes to building your business and really building quality, high-valued relationships. And I'm talking about high-valued, long-term, rewarding relationships. It's a very, very important element in your business. And I think once, and I know, I don't even think, I know once you put these and connect these dots, if you will, and you put them together, you're going to see yourself having a better understanding of human communications, okay? Again, it's just not about the four quadrants, very important. Again, as I mentioned, the driver, the analytical, the, um, the amiable, and the expressive type personalities. Those are great things to know. However, here we're talking, again, as a, as a repeat, about how some of these people are very individualistic, as I said, the know-it-all, or they're very open-minded type individuals, and I'll go through the list and we'll complete it tomorrow. So, again, go back to this recording, listen to it again. We'll finish this off tomorrow uh, with some additional thoughts, and uh, go out there today, make it a great day, be productive, take a listen to this, write down the thoughts, and then start looking and start being aware of who you're talking to so you can get yourself more appointments and more contracts signed. All right, so that's it, guys. Go make it a great day. I appreciate your time. We'll talk to you later. RealProfitBuilders.com. Speak to you later. Have a great day.